Hello everyone and welcome to Dragon Bites, the paediatric podcast aimed at trainees or anyone interested in child health. Do you like good ideas? Well, our own Sophie Constantinou had a great one for this week. Why not do a cardiology quiz? Hopefully a few of you will have listened to our cardiology revision session last week, or if not, maybe you just want to get quizzed on cardiology anyway. Sophie's prepared a quiz for us. There are four rounds. Each round has five questions, so that's 20 questions in total. So Sophie's going to give you all 20 questions. We're then going to give you a one-minute break to think through all your answers. And then Sophie will give you all the answers with explanations to the questions. Feel free to pause the podcast at any point if you need a bit more thinking time. And I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Take it away, Sophie. Hello everyone, I'm Sophie and this is my revision podcast for the MRCPCH clinical exam. Pub quiz number one, cardiovascular. So the format of the pub quiz, we're going to have four rounds with five questions each, starting with the inspection round. Round one. Question one. On inspection, you find a right lateral thoracotomy scar. Can you name three causes of a right thoracotomy scar? Question two. On inspection, you find a female patient of short stature with a webbed neck and a short fourth and fifth metacarpals. With which cardiac abnormality is this syndrome usually associated? For a bonus point, name the syndrome and the genetic defect. Question three. On inspection, you find a tall male patient with long spider-like fingers. What is the most likely underlying diagnosis? Question four. On inspection, you find a messy median stenotomy scar. What may this indicate? Question five. On inspection, you find a median stenotomy scar, but you also see a small scar under the left arm. To what can the small scar be attributed? Round two. So round two this week is a general knowledge round with the theme of numerical answers. Question six. How many stages are there of clubbing? Question seven. What is the normal mean blood pressure for a newborn? Question eight. At what level of oxygen saturations does central cyanosis generally become apparent? Question nine. At what grade does a murmur become palpable? Question 10. At what angle should the patient be positioned for the cardiovascular examination? Round three. 
Round three this week is a syndromes round. So for each question, I want you to tell me the most likely underlying diagnosis for the description given. And in each case, for a bonus point, name the cardiac lesion which is associated with a syndrome. Question 11. The patient has facial dysmorphism, a single palmar crease and a learning disability. Question 12. The patient has a long face with a nose with a bulbous tip. There is evidence of developmental delay and the patient's mother tells you that he has a cleft palate. Question 13. This patient is tall and has evidence of hypermobility on examination. You also see some bruises over the knees and the shins. Question 14. This male patient has phenotypic features resembling Turner syndrome. Question 15. This patient is very friendly and has a round face with full cheeks and lips. Round four. So our final round this week will be an investigations and management round. Question 16. A Blalock toxic shunt improves blood flow for duct-dependent cyanotic heart lesions. For a point, name the vessels between which it can be inserted. Question 17. A chest X-ray may reveal a boot-shaped heart. Name one of the two conditions that can cause this abnormal silhouette. Question 18. Another chest x-ray question, and this time the heart is egg-shaped. Name the condition that causes this abnormal silhouette. Question 19. What is the purpose of PA banding? Question 20. If a patient has dilated cardiomyopathy and goes into heart failure, which medications could be started to help with their symptoms? Bonus question. So our bonus question this week is about William Osler and the point goes to whoever knows who was William Osler.
answers. Question one. So in question one, I asked you for three causes of a right thoracotomy scar. These are number one, a modified BT shunt, number two, a right-sided lobectomy, and number three, a tracheoesophageal fistula repair. Question two. Question two was about a girl with short stature and a short fourth metacarpal. The syndrome that we wanted was Turner syndrome, which has the genetic defect XO. The most common cardiac lesion is a bicuspid aortic valve in up to one third of patients. Some patients may also have coarctation of the aorta, but this is rarer, although is more serious. Question three. So this patient was tall with long fingers and he might have Marfan syndrome. So you can check for arachnodactyly by asking the patient to encircle their wrist between their thumb and little finger. In Marfan syndrome, the little finger and thumb usually overlap. You can check out a picture of this on the worksheet, which you can download from the Dragon Bites website. Remember that children with Marfan syndrome may have a murmur of aortic regurgitation or of mitral regurgitation, and they may actually have a midline stenotomy scar and a metallic sounding valve on auscultation. Question four. This question was about a messy median stenotomy scar and what might that indicate? So this may indicate that the patient has had their scar reopened and undergone open heart surgery on a number of occasions. For example, they may have had hyperplastic left heart syndrome or the Norwood procedures. Question five. So this was a question about a midline stenotomy scar, but you also find a small scar under the arm. And what does the small scar indicate? So the small scar under the arm might indicate the patient has previously had a chest drain, which may have been something that was inserted routinely post open heart surgery, or may have been inserted if there was a surgical complication. So answers to round two. Round two this week was the numbers round. Question six was about the four stages of clubbing. So there are four stages of clubbing, which ranges from stage one, which is a normal appearance, but with fluctuancy of the nail bed on palpation, to stage four, which is loss of the angle of the nail with expansion of the terminal phalanx. And you can see a picture of this on the website if you download our worksheet. Question seven. So the normal mean blood pressure for a newborn is equal to or greater than their gestational age. So for a term baby, this would equal a mean blood pressure of 40 millimetres of mercury. Question eight. This was a question at what level of oxygen sats does the patient become clinically cyanosed? And this is usually when the sats are at 85% or less. Question nine, at what stage does a murmur become palpable? And that is of course at grade four. Grades three or less of murmurs are not associated with a thrill by definition. Question 10, so this was at what angle should the patient be positioned for the cardio exam? And the answer is of course, 45 degrees.
So going on to our, our answers for the syndromes round. So question 11. The patient with facial dysmorphism, a single palmar crease and learning disability may have Down syndrome and the most common cardiac abnormality associated with Down syndrome is an AVSD. Question 12. So in question 12, we had a patient with a long face, a nose with a bulbous tip, developmental delay, and mum gives you a clue and she says that he's got a cleft palate. The syndrome we were looking for was DeGeorge syndrome. And the most common cardiac abnormalities are those affecting the aortic arch, such as truncus arteriosus. But remember that these children may also have pulmonary atresia or they might have a VSD. Question 13. So question 13 was a hypermobile tall patient with some bruising. The syndrome we were looking for was Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and the most common cardiac abnormality is of aortic root dilatation. Question 14. So this patient is a boy, looks like they've got Turner's. The answer is Noonan syndrome or male turners, which is an autosomal dominant condition. And the most common cardiac abnormality associated with this syndrome is pulmonary stenosis. And it's usually the kind of pulmonary stenosis that's associated with a dysplastic valve. So it's not amenable to valve replacement in the same way that other pulmonary stenosis might be. Question 15. So this question was about a friendly patient who has some abnormal facial features. What we were trying to get you to give the answer was for Williams syndrome and the most common cardiac abnormality associated with Williams syndrome is of supravalvular aortic stenosis or branch pulmonary artery stenosis. Round four. Our last round this week, the answers um, for the investigations and management round Question 16 was, between which vessels does a blaloctosic shunt be inserted? And the answer is pulmonary and subclavian. Question 17 was a chest x-ray question, and that was a chest x-ray revealing a boot-shaped heart. And I asked you for one of two conditions that can cause that silhouette, and they are number one, tetralogy of fallow, and number two, tricuspid atresia. Question 18. So this question was another x-ray question with an egg-shaped heart. The condition that causes that abnormal silhouette is transposition of the great arteries. Question 19. This was a bit tricky, and it was what is the purpose of PA banding? And the answer is PA banding aims to prevent overloading the pulmonary circulation whilst you're waiting for a large VSD to be repaired. Question 20. This was a question about heart failure and which medications might be started in paediatrics that could help with symptoms of heart failure. And these are diuretics, captopril and digoxin. Our bonus question this week was, can you tell me who was William Osler? So Sir William Osler was a Canadian physician 
and one of the four founding professors of John Hopkins Hospital. So that's the end of the quiz. Well done, everyone. My thanks to Dragon Bites for hosting this podcast. Make sure that you check out the London School of Paediatrics MRCPCH videos and download the PEDZ app for more info on normal ranges for heart rate and blood pressure. It's a really good app to use in clinical practice. Don't forget to have a look at our other podcasts. If you haven't done so already, please listen to the Clinical Revision podcast on the cardiovascular system available from the website. And there you can also find a PDF worksheet for more info. Thanks all for listening and see you next time for more MRCPCH revision. And what a great quiz that was there from Sophie. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. I think I did surprisingly well, but then I have very low expectations of myself. I just also want to say a big thank you to Iso Sleazy who produced our little interval music there. Um, As a conflict of interest declaration, he is also my younger brother. So that's all for this week's episode of Dragon Bites. Please join us again next week where we'll be reporting from a careers fair in Newport Hospital aimed at getting aspiring paediatricians to come join our team. If you head to the Dragon Bites website, you can find more information on pasts and upcoming episodes. You can also find us on Twitter. Our tag is at dragon underscore bites. As a special treat, my brother also sent me an outtake version of the track he produced for our interval music, where he went, in his own words, on a mad one. So we'll use that as our outro for this week. Hopefully we'll see you again next week on Dragon Bites. Thanks for listening.